Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. So glad you're joining us on this broadcast today. What a way to start your year. This is such a, such a time of transition for everybody around the world, but for the body of Christ, it's the end, but it's also the beginning. Now, let me tell you the word the Lord has been giving me since the end of 2020, moving into 2021. It's the end, but it's the beginning. Just like a year comes to an end and a new year starts, well, I'm declaring over you, it's the end of sickness and disease. It's the end of poverty and lack. It's the end of strife in your family and in your relationships. It's the end of all of that, but it's the beginning of life more abundantly. As we move into this new year, I want you declaring that. I want those words in your mouth. It's the end of whatever you need it to be the end of. If there's been some pro prolonged sickness and disease in your life, declare it out loud. It's the end of sickness and disease. It's the beginning of life more abundantly. It's the end of poverty and lack. It's the beginning of life more abundantly. Declare those words over you and your family as we move into this new year and all year long. Let them get down in your heart and come out of your mouth with faith and with power and you'll see things change around you. You know, if you've been watching the broadcast over the last several weeks, you know that, that I'm coming to you from the sanctuary here at Legacy Church, Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. And this is a big deal. The Lord has done so much to get us to this place right here. These doors are open. We're welcoming people and God has been so faithful to us. Uh, many of you watching, you've sewn into this. We're in a 30,000 square foot facility and for years now we've been believing God for $100 a square foot and we've seen miraculous progress week after week after week and, and we're still seeing it and we're coming to the end of this part of the project and look how good God has been. Now there's more work to do. We'll tell you about that in the future but I think right now is a good time to just give him thanks, give him praise for how far he's brought us, for every, every grace that he's poured out on and made to overflow towards us. Look at this. This is good. This is God and what he's done for us, he'll do for you. What he's doing in this house, he'll do in your house. If you want to sow into this, you can. As always, uh, we, we just encourage you to go before the Lord, find out what he wants you to do. And if you're not partnered with us, then partner with somebody somewhere who's preaching Jesus. We all have a kingdom assignment to sow into. If you want to sow into this one, a number of ways you can do it. We'll put it on the screen. You can text your offering. Just text LTV and any dollar amount to 28950. That's for those of you watching inside the United States. Or you can give online at pearsonsministries.com or you can write a check and put it in the mail to us. Just use the information that you see right there on your screen. Let's get into the Word of God together today, and I'll be back at the end of this broadcast to pray with you before we go. You have the ability to hear the voice of God. Now, I'm not talking about hearing something with your natural ears out loud. But I'm talking about hearing from him the way he'll talk to anybody. And it's one of the most simple foundational things that we see in Scripture. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Can I see all the hooves of the sheep out here? They have, that's you. That's, do sheep have hooves? I don't even know. <laughs> we, we can hear his voice. The Lord said to Moses, but here's the thing. Just because... It's not unusual 
Or in other words, just because God will speak to you every day, just because he does speak to you every day, all day, every day, if you'll listen, just because it happens often does not mean we get to treat it as common. Are you with me? Did you catch that? Just because it happens often doesn't mean we get to treat it as common. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, verse two, take Aaron and his sons with him and the garments, the anointing oil, a bull as the sin offering, two rams and a basket of unleavened bread. You ever notice how detailed God is? You ever notice how precise he is? You really see that in his relationship with Moses. I mean, he's really spelled some things out to him. Verse 3, he said, this is God speaking to him, gather all the congregation together at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Verse 4, so Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Do you know how many times that statement right there shows up in Scripture? Just in the books of Moses. I sat down and tried to count. It's hundreds. Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Now, when we hear that the Lord commanded him, oftentimes we think about the the way something came across, the way God spoke to him. I command you, right? That could have been, but I believe it's more of a window, not just into what God said or how he said it, but how Moses heard it. Come on, are you listening to me? It's a view into the way he received it. Moses heard the voice of God, which is a big deal. I mean, yeah, it happened a lot, but he didn't treat it as common. It's not just what God said and how he said it. It's the way Moses received it. And you can see how he received it because he did as the Lord commanded him. Verse Well, the rest of verse four said the congregation was gathered together at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Moses said to the congregation, this is what the Lord commanded to be done. And we won't take time to read all this, but it's really fascinating. And there's so much detail in it. He begins to separate Aaron and Aaron's sons into this office of the priest. And he begins to anoint them as priests. But the detail that the Lord commanded him with, the detail of the garments and the, the details in, in the, he even talks about the hat that they wore. I mean, there's so much detail in it. God is so precise. But what I want you to see here is that at every turn, Moses is doing as the Lord commands. In other words, he's not making it up as he goes along. He's not just free to put his own spin and his own interpretation on what God said. Have you noticed how much of that there is right now? And how it's being touted as a good thing? And leaders are being taught that if you've got people serving you and working for you, really what you should be doing is just turning things over to them and giving them, quote unquote, ownership of it. And there are people that work for and serve leaders that get upset. You're micromanaging me. You need to just let me do it. You need to let me have it and let me do it my way. Said 
Who? Said who? It ain't your thing. It is not yours to do with whatever you want. Huh? Moses didn't take these kind of liberties with the voice and the word of God. I went through my Bible and highlighted every time that the scripture said that Moses did as the Lord, as the Lord commanded. Uh, chapter 8, verse 9, he put the turban on his head. God talked to him about the turban. God's detailed. Also on the turban, on its front, he put the golden plate, the holy crown, as the Lord commanded Moses. Verse 13, Moses brought Aaron's sons and put tunics on them, girded them with sashes and put hats on them as the Lord commanded Moses. He's not making this, stuff as he, uh, making this up as he goes along. The Lord gave him instruction about this. Verse 17, he's, uh, he's talking about the sacrifice, the bull, its hide, its flesh, its offal. He burned with fire outside the camp as the Lord commanded Moses. Verse 21, it was a burnt sacrifice for a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. Say it with me. As the Lord commanded Moses. Verse 29, Moses took the, the breast and waved it as a wave offering before the Lord. It was Moses' part uh, of the ram of consecration as the Lord had commanded Moses. God's got so much detail and he's so precise in all of his in instructions. And Moses heard it not as suggestions, not as recommendations, but as what? Commands. That is the value of that he put on the word of God. That's the place he elevated it and the esteem and the respect or the reverence that he gave towards God and to his word. Verse 35, he said, Therefore you shall stay at the door of the tabernacle of meeting day and night for seven days and keep the charge of the Lord so that you may not die for so I have been commanded. So Aaron and his sons did all the things that the Lord had commanded by the hand of Moses. Chapter nine, uh, Moses begins to call the congregation to the tent. And he said to him in verse four, he talked to him about the bull and the ram that they're to bring as peace offerings to sacrifice before the Lord and a grain offering mixed with oil. Why? For today... The Lord will appear to you. The Lord will appear to you. Now, once again, remember, what are we connecting? What two dots are we connecting here? The way you conduct yourself in the house of God and what God is able to do for you and show you and manifest to you in the house. And Moses made this promise. He said, if you do what's commanded today, the Lord will appear to you. That's not metaphorical. That's not hyper-spiritual. Look it up. It means God's going to show up. Yeah. Moses stood at the tent and said, hey, we got a guest coming to church today. We got a guest speaker. Oh yeah, who is it? Uh, Jehovah. <laughs> Jehovah's coming to church today and you're going to see him. Amen. See, I can already tell we're, we're hearing this going, oh yeah, that's neat. It's not neat. It's not, it's, it's not a, a neat thing. It's not a, nobody was standing around that day going, oh, look, God's here. What's up, G? <laughs> nobody. God's coming to church today. Verse five, so they brought what Moses commanded before the tabernacle of meeting. 
And all the congregation drew near and stood before the Lord. Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord commanded you to do. And the glory of the Lord will appear to you. The glory of the Lord will appear to you. You will see it. See what? The glory. The glory. Now, what are we building this church on? Ephesians 3.21, to him be glory in this church by Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. We want in this church whatever gives him glory. What we're saying is, God, we want the glory in this church. We want to see it. We want people to, to encounter it. We want people to be changed by it. And whatever gives you glory, that's what we'll have. If people being born again gives you glory, Lord, that's what we'll have in this church. If people being healed physically brings glory to you, that's what we'll have in this church. If marriages being restored and families being put back together gives God glory, then that's what we will have in this church. If people being rescued from, from debt and financial ruin and they're being lifted up and to be lifted up out of the dung heap and set with princes, if that gives you glory, that's what we will have in this church. What are we saying? We want the glory. We want the glory of God. Come to church, Jesus. Come to church, Jesus. You are welcome to come to church. We invite you into this place, right? There's a way to have that. There's a way to experience that in greater degrees. Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord commanded you to do. Notice what's connected to it. The glory will appear to you. Would the glory of God appear to them if they were casual with the word of God? If God said some things to them and they said, hmm, I'm on board with about 30% of that. You've really given me some things to think about here, God. Hmm, that's interesting. What's for lunch? Do you think that the people who approach the word of God, even though he's speaking all the time, but those who approach it as commonplace and are casual with it, do you think that those are the ones who get the manifestations of the glory of God? No. Who gets that? The ones who hear it, and no matter what tone he says it in, they receive it as a command. They honor it. They value it. They reverence it. This is walking in the fear of the Lord. Chapter 9 goes on. More detail. More detail about the burnt offering. More detail about what to do with the bull. What to do with the ram. And it's intense. I'm going to be honest with you. It's intense. And uh, there's a lot of cutting, there's a lot of bleeding, there's a lot of burning going on. And in verse 16, it says, He brought the burnt offering and offered it according to the prescribed manner. The prescribed manner. When a doctor gives a patient a prescription, he identifies what's going on in them. And it says, here's a medicine that will address this. Take two of these once a day. And then let's talk again in a few weeks. What is that? That's a prescription. Does that person have the liberty to go home and say, well, you know what? If two of these will help, I bet seven <laughs> would really do a bang-up job. Well, you can do that. 
But what you're demonstrating is that that guy who went to school for the last 12 years and has all this experience, he really doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm going to go ahead and do what I think. So I'm going to take seven of these three times a day, and we're going to speed this thing up. What's wrong with that? It's not the prescription. And what you're demonstrating is that whatever he said to you was really more of just a recommendation, more of just a suggestion. And you know what? Take ownership. You should just take ownership. What happens if somebody takes ownership and refuses to obey the prescription? Huh? I mean, they take their own lives into their hands. And it says here, he offered, he made the offering, the burnt offering, offered it according to the prescribed manner. If God said, do this and do it this way, do you have liberty to do something else a different way? More details, more details, more details about all this. Verse 22, Aaron lifted his hand toward the people, blessed them. This is still the, the assignment of the minister, the pastor, the priest now to bless the people. Came down from, the offer, from offering the sin offering and the burnt offering and peace offerings. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of meeting, came out and blessed the people. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Why? Why did the glory appear? Why did the glory show up? Because God spoke and Moses did as the Lord commanded. He spoke and he did as the Lord commanded over and over and over down to every detail, everything concerning this offering, everything concerning the anointing, everything concerning the priest. God gave detail. God gave a prescription and Moses did it in the prescribed manner. He heard the word of the Lord, valued the word of the Lord, obeyed the word of the Lord. And now what do you have? This is not coincidence. This isn't just because God wanted to do this this day. Moses in his obedience obedience to the word, to the word, reverence for the word. What did that do? Opened a door for the manifestation of the glory of God. And the glory of God appeared to these people. It says the the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people and fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. When all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. Yeah, I bet they did. God came to church. He saw the offering and he said, oh, is that mine? I'll take that. He came and picked up, Brother Keith says this, he picked up his own offering that day. The fire of God came out of heaven and consumed that offering. This is the manifestation of the glory of God. These people are having church this day. They all shouted. They fell on their faces Now, this is not time. Discern the moment. What kind of moment are you in right now? Is this a grab some Doritos out of the snack drawer moment? No, Jeremy, it's not. It's not time for that. What time is it? When the presence of God, the presence of the the Lord is manifested, manifested and the glory of God is so real in a place. What time is it? It might be time for a shout. It might be time to fall on your face, but whatever you do, respond to that. It's in response to that. 
Thank you, Lord. Am I making sense today? Help me. The presence of God showed up in the place. They shouted. They fell on their faces. They're having church. But chapter 10, verse 1 says, Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, the ones who just a chapter or two before, God had said, separate, anoint them, put them in this office, gave them a place of leadership. What'd they do? In response to all this fire, it says, Each took his censer and put fire in it and put incense on it and offered profane fire before the Lord. Notice this last line, which he had not commanded. What's happening? Somebody's taking ownership. Somebody's feeling some liberty, right? Somebody's capitalizing on the moment. Man, look, we got God in this place today. The fire's coming and the offering's been consumed and you know what? Here, let's do this. Get your censer. I'll get mine. We'll go put some fire in it, right? And we'll put some incense on it. What is incense? Just something that smells good. And I don't know, maybe all the bull guts and ram guts when you set them on fire, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't smell that good. I can only imagine. Now, we know from Scripture it's a sweet-smelling aroma to God, but maybe this day it's like, man, that's rough. You know what we should do? We should get some of that fire, but we can improve on this. We can improve on this. We can improve on what God said to do. So what'd they do? They went and got those censers, put some fire in it, put some incense in it. God had not commanded that. I want you to notice the result. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them. And they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke, saying, by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. So evidently, that's what those two boys didn't do. By straying from the word of the Lord, by going and trying to improve on this, by not treating his word as a command, but by taking liberty and taking so-called ownership. The Lord spoke and said, what they didn't do, they didn't sanctify me in the eyes of the people. He said, by anybody who comes near me, I must be regarded as holy. What else did he say? Before all the people, I must be glorified. Now, I'm, for one, I'm thankful we're not seeing these kinds of things happen too much in church services where people just are consumed by the fire of God. However, the book of Hebrews does say that you and I are to serve God with fear and, and a, a, with a reverence and a godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. 
You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the house of faith.